Party Time in Heaven, Monday, October 9, 2023. It seems that the tax collectors and the social deplorables enjoy being with Jesus. As you can imagine, both the Pharisees and the scribes begin to grumble about his choice in company. This man enjoys the company of sinners, they say, and he even eats with them. Luke 15, 1 and 2. Heaven must be a very celebrative place. The New Living Translation ends this passage with these words. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Two things run through my mind. First of all, heaven must be a rocking place. Think about it. There must be more than one person in the world embracing repentance on any given day. And given the reference about joy in heaven, when a person comes to a state of repentance, this triggers that heavenly joy. How? Well, who knows? But it triggers a celebration over one single person who repents, and I suppose that during a lifetime a penitent soul must repent at least once a day. Multiply that by a myriad of people falling on their knees, seeking forgiveness every day. That's a lot of joy in heaven. The second concept comes from today's text. It's those pesky Pharisees and scribes the antagonists that show up incessantly with the intent of trying to catch Jesus doing, saying, teaching, or otherwise preaching something heretical or contrary to their understanding of Scripture and the biblical derivatives that lorded over the religious devotees while Jesus was on earth. Phew! The Scriptures say that the outcasts and misfits were drawn to Jesus. That can certainly be understood. The religious leaders did not like this at all. They even complained to Jesus communicating clearly that his association with sinners was blemishing his reputation, as if they cared. Well, Jesus was obviously not swayed by their complaints, and he preferred to hang out with wayward sinners than with pious saints. That doesn't seem right. But to Jesus, it was perfect. It was the way of his kingdom. I love it. It gives me hope. What does not make total sense to me is the way he conveys his predilection. I get his words at the beginning of this passage where it says that he consorted with the riffraff. I even used the word consorted in my podcast. Merriam-Webster's definition reads, habitually associates with someone, typically with the disapproval of others. Wow, that tells me that heaven will be full of people who were on the fringes while they were in the world. Losers, failures, disappointments, underdogs, you get it. The Gaither vocal band sings a song that says, The devil doesn't like it, and I'm so glad. But why does Jesus make such a stark contrast between the sinners and the righteous, those who repent compared to the ones who do not need to repent? Are they excluded? Are they canceled because they are righteous? How is that possible? Perhaps Jesus is making the contrast not because righteous people are excluded because of their righteousness, but because it is their righteousness, not God's. Something to think about. God's embrace is greater than we can fathom. When all is said and done, no one will enter the kingdom of God with any sense of entitlement. We all fall short. And if perchance God chooses to include a sincere prude or a passionate devotee to his kingdom, God knows who he allows in. And remember, God does not condemn We are the ones who condemn ourselves because we have not internalized the heart of Jesus into our lives. Read John 3, 17-19. That is so humbling, but it is so amazing. Abba, 
I am so sorry for the moments I have wasted away. Teach me to redeem my time. To your honor and glory I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.